We're just going to jump right in. Let's Double jump right in. Folks, welcome to another episode of Yelling About Pate. Yeah. I'm here <gasps> with my good friend and and life mate, Joe Miller. Hello. As always. <laughs> and uh, today, uh, today our guest is a female. First female For on the, the show. First female. Oh it's been God. a real... When they say the future, future is female... There this it is. is like they the were right. Representation of the future. They were female. right. It was a goddamn sausage fest in here. We are living in the future right now. Um, I we, am so honored. Yeah. We had to change that up. Our guest is Esther Sang. Uh, welcome, Esther. Hi, thank you. Um, Esther is a food and cocktail writer. I am. Um, a, a food personality, I would say. Oh, well, thank you. An, a, a noted Instagrammer. <laughs> Uh, you can follow her at uh, at Esther L.A. It's actually E-S-T-A-R-L-A, right? Correct. Esther that's spelled on, incorrectly. Th- that's the, on the Twitter. The first time I saw that, I was like, E-Star L.A.? What is that? <laughs> yeah. is that Isn't like it hard e- to have... Is like E-Trade? Is, is it hard to have your handle be your name spelled incorrectly? It is, but there's like this backstory that's over... 10 years old so it doesn't even matter anymore <laughs> but you couldn't is it because you couldn't get your name spelled properly when you you were like that other esther got on instagram the day that it formed okay well let me tell you okay like, let's hear it like my i'm really proud to not have any numbers in my gmail address right and it's okay. my name and it's esther spelled correctly you okay know? and then so but i knew i had to come up with this you just told all our listeners <laughs> your know, gmail right? address. get ready for a flood <laughs> yeah a flood of emails oh my god they're, they're pouring in They're right gonna now. be like two unread messages and i'm like oh um, but I figured I had needed a, a handle to, that would, uh, you know, not have me, you know, require the mad dash to the Esther. It's also the way that my dad um, would pronounce my name as E-Star. E-Star? Mm-hmm, with E-Star. his accent. So ah. that's really the backstory. Where is your dad from? <laughs> Sorry? Where is your dad from? Uh, from Taiwan. Okay. Oh, I was going to say mom. Italy. Yes. Yeah. I thought, that's also possible. Yeah. It, I mean, extremely. I mean, this is a very <laughs> diverse <laughs> world. That's <laughs> my stereotypically Italian father. Can you even say my journalism? Name right? Okay. <laughs> Mexican would also work well, probably. <laughs> I feel like um, I don't know a ton about Taiwan food culture, but I feel like it's a very food-centric culture, like street food culture. That's what it seems. Very to me. much. They're very so. much into food in Taiwan. Very much so, like street night market, that sort of thing. Do you Ooh. think that? You know, you're having your dad be Taiwanese kind of informed your love of food. Um, absolutely. Okay. Did he cook a lot when you were growing up? Um, my my mom actually okay. cooked. Uh, she did all the cooking. My dad um, knows how to make instant ramen and add vegetables. Okay. I mean that that is that is a skill. It's probably it was probably on his resume. That's a good life skill to have. <laughs> it's like I'm fluent in Taiwanese and English, and also I can make fucking ramen. Exactly. Um, is your mom also from Taiwan? She is. Okay. They're both in the south part of the island. So you grew up eating a lot of traditional Taiwanese cuisine. Actually, um, I would have a few Taiwanese dishes and then maybe a plate, a plate of bratwurst <laughs> or a casserole. Was that because your mom just liked to mix it up? <laughs> yeah, she's just like, we're going. That, we're going and, and I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yes. Not a huge Taiwanese population in Wisconsin, I would imagine. And not huge, me and my family. Okay. Be like, I'm just huge, well, huge on Wisconsin in this, in this show. There was a Taiwanese association that we all went to, and there were like 10 families. Right. They were like, it's just <laughs> us. So got, this is all we have. Taiwanese Wisconsin community. Uh, we're just eating uh, Hainan chicken exactly. with cheese curds. Uh, that's all we have <laughs> yes. here. Yes. I feel like everyone is uh, really excited about that chicken now. 
The chicken. Well, actually, Hainanese is not Taiwanese. It's not. It's not. Can, can you uh, can you elucidate this for our listeners? It's actually Thai. It's actually Thai. Yes, without the Wanis. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's just a little different. Yeah. Um, uh, and I actually don't. Or, or is it even Singaporean? You know, I, right. I, I I will stand corrected on, and I would need to fact check that if I had my Google. There's maps. Me. Yeah, oh, we, have world, we have maps on for the our wall, listeners. In case. Uh, we record the podcast in the war room, as we call it. Yeah, there's uh, right. there's maps on one wall. Below, uh, b- below the ground. And there's a very nice <laughs> Harrison Ford Blade Runner poster on the other wall. Right. Just to balance it out. <laughs> so you're growing up in Wisconsin. Yes. You're eating delicious Taiwanese food. Right. I mean... So, Sauteed vegetables. So you really have like the best of like both worlds. You have the American like that like middle American. Do you culture. also love definitely. beer and sausage now because of that? I mean, I definitely you know I wasn't a beer drinker growing up. Do you love cheese curds? <laughs> I love cheese curds. Okay, <laughs> it's like cheese curds. But Come I want to leave them unfried. You know, unfried. Mm. Yeah. So just straight up. Just straight or like in poutine. Or straight to the dome. Yeah. Can you cheese, even get cheese, cheese curds, curds in LA? It's like in a little glass. That's a good question. I think I. I have yeah, heard. You can. Can you? I mean, I mean I, but I they would, import them. You would have to assume. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people. I don't think there are a lot of cheese curds made outside of Wisconsin because they just. Right, because nobody wants they them. Yeah, they just, that. Yeah, they have a monopoly on the on the curds. Yeah, the curds. The curds. Yeah. Yeah. Not those curds, but the cheese curds. <laughs> Not the political curd. This is that kind right. of show. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're we're addressing C-U-R. one type of curds. <laughs> so when did you move to Los Angeles? Um, you know what? I'm hitting my 20 years. Holy so- oh my shit, God. folks! Yeah. Folks, totally 20 years, 20 years myself. in the big city. That's Wait, like, you're hitting it like right now? It's, like it's, it's today? September. Oh, shit. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's creeping. Yeah, I moved here for my freshman year at UCLA. Oh. Did you major in journalism? I actually majored in political science. Ah, very yes, nice. Yes, exactly. Was the, was the career path going in a different direction? It was like, but then I had like finance internships. So I was basically just a dilettante like <laughs> overall. And then you, know? you realize that food is the best thing. <laughs> so why would you even exactly. fuck around with politics and finance? Exactly. Those are full of boring assholes. Yeah, and food. Yeah. Right. Delightful. Just delightful, delightful characters. Men, just good smiles. Just good people. Right. Supportive. Yeah. Yeah, Extremely. definitely. So yeah. when do you start writing, actually getting into the food writing? Or, food writing, yeah. shoot. You know, my, my blog, I think. Was this, is, were we talking GeoCities era? What, what are yeah, we talking? Oh, I, angelfire.com so, uh, backslash that, backslash. With the um, cheese, stars, yeah. cheese curds slash angelcities. Have, have you seen the Salazar Geofire. website? Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's, so, it's so exactly ridiculously it like a retro 90s. For our non-Los Angeles listeners, With space there's invaders a or restaurant something. called Salazar and their website is fucking hilarious. It's fucking genius. It is like, I, I'm upset because I didn't think of that. Well, and now I can't do it. has that nostalgia of like <laughs> shitty windows clip art and yeah. stuff. Yeah, With yeah. the yeah. counter like, on the bottom that yeah. just like doesn't move at all because nobody visits your <laughs> stupid fucking page. We're going back to GeoCities, baby. It's GeoCities was perfect. How many different... And different then, websites that you have hosted by GeoCities. Completely. And which community, right? Community <laughs> were you in? There were groups. See, I never did. I never did that. Oh, how sorry. Not, I actually how not, did. How are you not savvy to all that I stuff? think MySpace was the first thing that I was really oh, into. Because no. I remember... I like, was on Friendster before MySpace. See, I never, I was I on never even heard of Friendster. It was the dumbest thing. You're younger than me. I'm 33. I'll be 33 in a couple... In like a yeah. Month. Yeah, I was I was never on Friends or MySpace was the shit. I and I loved MySpace. Were you ever on Live Journal? No, never. Right. <laughs> never right. was. Live Journal was the shit. I was on actually my start being totally was it vulnerable live here was Zynga. 
I don't even what know what that is. What is it? Is that like that Zima for blogs? Did you say Zynga? Zynga. Z- it's like based out of New York. It's X-A-N-G-A. X-A. <laughs> that doesn't N- sound right. Exactly. Zanga. That sounds like something Literally that you buy heard. black tar heroin on in the that's, deep web. That's <laughs> what I was making. That's get my doing. tour browser and fire up <laughs> yeah. Zanga. I got to get some H and I have to hire a hitman. But I was doing blog posts like, you know, I went to the bathroom. like that. Who, uh, who else is on it? Like, were <laughs> like, you... We it was basically college friends after like UCLA like keeping in touch with each other with each other by right. having blogs because like, there wasn't oh, I Twitter. saw your Zanga post. That, exactly. that. It's like how's everything going with you, Esther? And you're like, I, read the blog, motherfucker. Yeah. Everything it's is right on there. The blog. Don't ask me. These you didn't read the blog. You are not my friend. I didn't see your comment. <laughs> so <Same> first, <laughs> was that so? Your first piece of of food journalism or your first uh, food piece was on Zanga. Mm. I wouldn't call it journalism. Okay. Well, then let's not call it journalism. <laughs> I, I just ate four tacos. Just, they it, were delicious. It's just, it's just ramblings about... <laughs> Total ramblings. Do you remember what it was about? Happy hour. It, would, it was definitely about happy hour. Oh, that's, yeah. that's all I could afford at the time. Is that okay. your shit? Do you love happy hour? I, I do like happy hour, um, but the, well, no. I feel if, like it's a double-edged it's, sword. It's a double-edged. Oh, yeah. It's... There are good happy hours and there are bad happy hours. That's true. There are like total bait and switch happy hours. Oh, of course. Right. There's also like, well, like they get you in with happy hour. You have a few drinks and you, then you start ordering right. full price off right. the menu and full price drinks. Right. That's but I get it. You. you can't, I mean, you can't lose money no. as a business. So that would, you know. No, you can't sell things at a discounted that. rate all night. <laughs> Because that would just be stupid. That's just a poor business. That's not the way capitalism works. Exactly. So, so happy hour. If you like happy yes. hour, if that's your first blog post about. What are your alt? Your, what are your favorite happy hours in Los Angeles right now? Was it about like Westwood area, like UCLA area happy hours? Like um, I'm gonna rate the top college no. happy hours. It was probably more mid city at the time. Okay. Um, Who was your number one? Well, right now I, I haven't kept up enough. No, but, no. but when, you, when you were posting on Zanga. Oh, I don't remember. That was way longer. remember? All those restaurants are closed. It was like, that's like Applebee's <laughs> has a killer combo of nachos and beer. What year are we talking about? That's like 15 years ago. What, yeah, what year are we like, talking about? So uh, 15 years ago, Zanga, and then my blog is like 12 years ago. So Was it on how, my journal, your first No, it, it's the, the where it is right now. Is I got my own domain. It's yeah. eStarLA.com. Oh, you jumped in early. And so in that game. domain, is tw- I've had it 12 years. And oh, I, wow. Yeah. You're a fucking veteran. I'm a what? You're a veteran of the food game. Yeah, I, I'm a veteran. You started blogging with your blog probably when I started cooking. Right. Like, Joel had a pizza right. blog. I found oh, Joel's That's old awesome. ass pizza blog and it's fucking hilarious. We're going to do a whole episode about no, your old pizza we, blog. We don't have to talk about that. Yes, we do. It's fucking it, it great. Is, it is very funny. Just to be fair, I might have been a, a little... Under the influence of Reefer. Yeah. <laughs> it was the stoniest blog during, ever. During, during that entire time. Who wasn't? Pizza. Love pizza Come on. so much, man. I think I used the phrase, when I would eat pizza, I think I used the phrase mouth banging. Oh, <laughs> shit. Mouth banging. As a professional food journalist, would you ever use would the term mouth banging? mouth banging? Mouth banging depends which publication. That's true. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the Times. Let's say the Times. No. Ah, oh, come on. So from, from your first, like, I'm posting this on my personal to the first time you got paid to write about food. How many years are we talking? Mm, so that was probably about like six years ago, eight years ago, six to seven years ago I first got paid. Okay. So my blog existed for a while wow. before. I was are you I'm just completely dedicated to your blog at this point? or to? Nah, I still have a nine to five. Yeah? Yeah. But that pays the bills, but and the blog is totally outdated, and now I freelance. Right, 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 right. So the freelancing is, uh, you know, takes all of my... 
my uh, and then it's like Instagram, which is yeah. not well. That's paid, the thing obviously. I was gonna say. Like nowadays, don't you <laughs> think you that can get paid through? Don't that you think stuff. that Instagram right. is more but important than like formal blogs? Like very, very few people right. even read like actual blogs anymore, right? Right. I mean, most people can't read anymore. That's, that's true. That's true. Right kids now. these days, goddamn millennials. <laughs> it's true, and also all of us who used to blog, we've been bought out. We're now we're now we're journalists, right? You right. Know? So. Uh, so now we write for these consolidated publications, which are themselves struggling. So right, because print, of course, is yes. you know a dying a dying right. medium, or even or online sometimes. You know, I mean, you like, that's why it's all about podcasts, baby. I know, right? We're podcasts. On, we're on the, the, the future is female. The future is podcast. I feel, I feel like we're on the ground pizza. floor of podcasts <laughs> yeah. too. Do you know if there's any other? Podcasts? I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think there are. I'm, I'll check. I'll check the. the I'll check the internet. On what? I'll check the blogs. On anything? I think we I, might be the. We're getting on the ground floor. Maybe the second. We're getting think, it on the I ground think there floor. Might have been and I something think that's what's important. Yeah. We're like we're like the Esther of podcasting. <laughs> getting in really early. We're gonna be doing it for twelve years, six years later. As as someone who is a veteran though, I, I you have a really unique perspective of watching food media go mm. from a primarily pr- print based thing yeah. to, you know, this explosion of Instagram, the internet, all this stuff. Like right. that must have been a really interesting change to watch happen in slow totally. motion over the years. I mean, and I even got after got in after the LA Times had that thirty page food section, which I'm I don't ever remember. It was before <laughs> I moved here, you know, and I okay. just hear about it. Yeah. Like Wait, yeah. so that was an old thing? That I'm, was I'm an familiar. old thing. Yeah, there, it's not 30 pages now. Okay. You know, but, I so mean, you're saying the Times the used t- to have a serious food section. Yeah, and then and then I would show up at media events as well as a blogger where the print journalists were like... Right, blogging? What? Yeah, give me that stink eye. I remember when I you're heard... You're a blogger? I remember <laughs> when I heard the word blog like for the first time like on the radio, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, I was like, that's the dumbest... That's We're not a thing. A web blog? We're gonna I call it a it blog? Like that's the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I thought it was dumb too. So. And now, now we don't even think twice. Yeah, but now it's like, who has a blog? Yeah. Because now everyone has fucking podcasts. What's your podcasts. Instagram? They want to hear you... the sultry tones of Carl Hess. That's true. I know. Now it's what's your Instagram? Yeah, I know. What's, what's your, your Instagram? Not do you have? You know. Well, you have like, a you have a lot of followers on Instagram. I do. do you get? I mean, you hear I about could have these. More. Food. <laughs> well, you know, you're gonna get the bump from the old yawn about pate. But I know, right? If you see two to three more people, right, exactly. you'll know. Three you'll know to what seven it's from. people will follow you because of this podcast. Right? No, nope, no promises. It's gonna, yeah, we're that's gonna say my guarantee to, to you. Yeah. I mean, you have a, around twenty thousand followers, which is solid. I mean, you see some of Thank these you. quote unquote influencer accounts, hundreds of thousands of followers, True. and they get paid now right. to come to restaurants and. You know, their, their meals are comp. They're expected to take pictures. So it's like, I mean, how is how is that dynamic like changed? Wow. In, in, you know, <laughs> well, um, the thing is that is that um, I enjoy writing. Right. You know, and I happen to be good at photography. Or your pictures design. are really good. Yeah. yeah, folks, follow her at. E-S-T-A-R-L-R. She's ready for weddings, bar mitzvahs. Yeah, doesn't matter. Retirement <laughs> yeah. parties. She'll take Shoot. pictures and write about whatever, man. Exactly. D- daytime events. She has the, the angle down. <laughs> it's all about that top-down angle. Good lighting. Yeah, yeah. I do have the. I, it's it's good. I have a good like handle on getting the uh, parallel <laughs> of the phone straight over the table. There you That's, go. There you That's go. what you got to do. That's but, the move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steady yeah. hands, because you've always had a few beverages. Just exactly. like I'm not shaking anymore. Right. So I don't. I don't really do sponsorships that much. So okay. I just. I, have you been approached to? I have. You know, and I've. I mean, I've done maybe two total. Out okay. Do you want to give any corporate is there a shout turn, outs? A turn off that. There was just like. You know, I guess it, it, if you want to go that, I would just want to. If you want to go in that direction, you want to do it well. 
Right. You know, and I am probably just more focused on writing. Yeah. So in Instagram, my Instagram is probably more of a jump off to where, you know, uh, my, my writing samples or something like that. So. Right. Um, but yeah, but, but also it's a notebook for myself. So I like to think that it's more for me. Even though I could always, so you can look back on all these gorgeous <laughs> meals. Just like I remember that. I remember that. I, remember oh, I was that having too. so much fucking fun then. <laughs> that was, that was a good time. I, exactly. I have or people like people like that are influencers, tastemakers, right? Yes. Will, like direct message us and be like, I am so and so from blah 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 blah. Right. We'd love you know we'd love to f- highlight you on our blah blah blah. Exactly. In exchange, obviously for a free meal. Right. And then you go to like and like some of them are legit. They have like twenty thousand followers and they have like mil- a million followers or something. Or even 5,000 followers. And then there's some where it's like 16 followers or 29 followers or 101 followers. And you're like, and you're like, man, you have such balls to like just go and just hit people up you don't know and just be like, by the way, I can feature you on my thing that nobody cares about. And, you know, I get fed and you get nothing. That's- how many, how often have you given out comp meals to influencers with thousands, thousands of followers? Um, well, it depends. Um, we get to like kind of pick and choose. Right. We have a PR company. Right. Uh, shout out to the PR company. Shout out to Woo-hoo. the PR company. Um, and um, I, I don't know. Any kind what of, Joel is any saying kind of is thing, I hit just him up him. at Joel David no, Miller. No, no, hit no, him no, up no, no. on Instagram. He oh. wants to give you free food. I real man. Just, <laughs> right. just In the really. last month, have you given out any free meals? Well, yeah. When we have a PR company and people come in and they yeah. have like media dinners, I think you've come in. I've um, come in through the in PR through, company. Through our PR company. And we have, yeah, you know, but we, we don't like... We can you don't take say, off the street Instagram come on who we want to have or not. So if someone's like, if they're like, oh, we have this person coming in, blah blah blah. This is what they have, and I, you know, you, we have the the, the right to say, oh yeah, totally, or hmm. no, yeah, absolutely not. Right, and that's that's like I'm, a nice I'm way gonna to start doing it. this to restaurants. Be like, look, you might have heard about a little podcast called Yelling About That Day. Sure, I have around two thousand followers, but. Uh, <laughs> Give me ah. some free food, and that's pretty. Amazing. I'm putting your name out. I've for never it. actually done that. Never like just. Direct, You've never like, done a direct just come gone, on, gone for, for it. I've never approached anybody on Instagram. It, it like, happens can you feed me? a lot. I what mean, about they basically say, "Can you feed me?" Without saying, "Can you feed me?" What right. about a member of the opposite sex? Uh, yeah. So you've you've come on to guys, but not restaurants. Oh no, I haven't. Oh. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, I think it just happens the other way. I'm sorry. I didn't think. Okay. (laughs) You're saying you have guys coming on to you. They should have like a Tinder for food bloggers to restaurants where like where the restaurant can swipe left or right on certain bloggers they want to have come in. That's amazing. Nope. 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 (laughs) Esther. Yes. Get her in here. Nope. 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 10,000 followers, no. 8,000, yeah, no. 100,000. Right. Absolutely. I'm, right I'm, right l- I'm looking at you, Brian. <laughs> Brian with the food blog. Right. That's funny. It's Yeah, it's crazy how Instagram is just like, it makes sense though, because like food, you want to see it. It's like obviously, right. you know, Twitter is a force uh, in, in tons of arenas and in food, but like something about seeing it and just like, you know mm-hmm. the importance of the image, like a good, Completely. a good picture. That's why more. I mean, that's why more menus need to have pictures next to each. Yeah. Each, like food item. Like imagine going to like Animal and just being like, I don't know about that chicken liver mousse. Can I see a picture of it? And they just have it like nine, the the menu is like nineteen yes. pages laminated just on both sides, posted on the wall <laughs> like a. That's Asian restaurants, man. I love yeah, that. But then you know Korean. what you're getting. You Completely. Go to, you go to Szechuan impression, and wall. I'm just like, I know exactly. what Asians I'm love awesome pictures of food. <laughs> yeah, involved. Completely. In their dining experience. Yes, always been obsessed with the visual. 
I think other restaurants need to step it up. I think other restaurants just need to hire more Asians to be taking pictures for them because, like you said, Asians like the pictures. You know what? Does it that even, include Russians? You know what it could even be? It could be uh, they they crowdsource it, so you tag it, and yes. then they draw the best ones from Instagram, and then those are projected in the restaurant. I don't know about the projections in the restaurant. You don't know about that? No, I, think I it's feel like that's a pretty, pretty good yeah. idea. Because then oh. you're trying to Not take the for best chef, picture. Yeah, I was going to say, let's like <laughs> tiebreaker. We have a third party okay. right here. Yeah, that's, that's a true. little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay. Carl, you're an idiot. <laughs> you dumb, stupid idiot. This is why I'll never be a famous food Instagrammer, guys. I know just, you or chef. I know. Or chef. Actually, he's a pretty good cook. Oh, nice. He, he, I've never even cooked anything for no, you. No, but like the way that you talk about it, like it, because it makes sense. Oh, like okay. he, he appreciates the process That's of true. cooking. He doesn't so even like, need to watch you. I don't need to watch you. I actually really do like cooking and I do like taking food pictures. So I feel like I just good. need to just step my game up in both areas. You could have one foot in each. And then I'll just start coming onto restaurants on Instagram. <laughs> it'll, it'll just be Joel. I'll be like, Joel, look how many Instagram followers I have. Can I eat for free at the wall? <laughs> I'll be like, dude, you know you can eat for free at the Wallace. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks. So I I saw that you recently went on a, a press trip to Nashville. I did. I flew Ooh. in yesterday morning. Now, is that through Instagram? Is that through the Times? How does one get invited? To Nashville, yeah. To a press trip for yes. eating. So, um, so there are PR companies, as right. Joel said earlier, and there are restaurant PR companies, there are travel PR companies. So um, this particular PR company has a bunch of clients who are, you know, CVB boards, which are official tourism boards of separate, of different cities. Mm. So I was lucky enough to... So they're like, get out there, get the hottest Instagrammers in the game, (laughs) and get them to fucking Nashville. Actually, I was one of the only only food writers, and mostly everyone was travel, so actually everyone's a journalist. So do you feel like even more special? (laughs) You're just like, I'm the only one that's covering food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, well, there was two of us, and we had... Well, basically, it was interesting because usually when you're other with food, with other food Instagrammers or journalists, you're used to the whole, like... Set the food, set it up, right. style it. You're the only everything. one. Like, give me um, time. Exactly. I need to take a picture. And it was, it was like definitely uh, a new element to be like, wait a minute, I have the, to re-educate the, wait, you. Uh, the you travel guys are like, just eat the damn chicken, Esther. You're like, are you just, just taking a bite chicken. immediately? Put that shit down. Let exactly. me get the light right. Yeah. So there's still old school journalists out there. It's good to like, it's good to have you know mingle. Because otherwise, if you're Sometimes you have media events also with only Instagrammers. Who are the dorkiest journalists? What type eats? of journalists on the trip are the dorkiest? Yeah, are we talking like, like oh, suspenders, oh, we got the like old travel and leisure like, over yeah. here. Yeah, they're, they're uh, well, yeah, they're older guys. They're okay. older. Like someone named Mitch. Women. Or something. You know, we're, but we're all, we're all writers. Yeah, we're right. You have that bond. Birds of a feather. You probably all love drinking, too. Uh, Who doesn't love drinking? I sure. know. Well. Uh, sorry to tell the recovering alcoholics. Actually, they pack your, Muslims? your, they pack your itinerary. <laughs> so you kind of uh, have, have to maintain. Okay. You have to be prepared. Maintain, maintain a buzz? Show a little what, bit what of are you, what are you maintaining? Maintain a blood alcohol I, content I of .07? <laughs> I drink the most. <laughs> But it was only a couple cocktails every meal. I'm You're like, like, it's okay. I'm a cocktail writer. Don't worry don't, about it. I'm don't a worry about it. I'm doing research. They're like, wow, this S star girl <laughs> is really hammered at the junket. Basically, <laughs> and plus we went to distilleries too. Oh, so oh. which ones do you go to? We went to Corsair, mm. um, which is the fourth distillery. If in you want to do some shameless plugs, feel free to yeah. use this podcast oh, yes. <laughs> as and a we sounding to, board uh, for shameless this, plugs. Yeah, Corsair is fourth largest uh, Tennessee distiller. Or sorry, fourth. 
ever existing Tennessee okay. distillery. And we went to Nashville Craft Distillery. That's pretty nice. That's a good gig there. Just come and hang out at yeah. the distillery. We'll give you money. How much, how much hot chicken you eat? Oh, man. I wish I had more. But really? I had, yeah. Because I, again, I kind of like played hooky from the itinerary for a little bit in order to eat the hot chicken right. and also to get out for a catbird seat. So like, where um, is this food writer woman? She's supposed to be covering our distillery. Where's Esther? She's probably out getting drunk, <laughs> running again. around town, drinking cocktails, no. and going to fancy restaurants. Exactly. I mean, that's it was only for half. I mean, one night. It was, I was I was good. How was Capertzi? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. You lucky duck. Yeah, I was very lucky. Now, are you expected to write an article about this now? Uh, I might blog about it. Um, I might have an angle on a store on a on a like like a pitch that you can give. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. throw out a couple pitches and see who likes me. Your story. I mean the story. <laughs> the lead of the story is like, like Esther's a horrible woman, <laughs> but goddamn, can she write? Can she just write about cat? Your article is about how the other journalists on the junket are fucking dorks <laughs> yeah. and they won't come drink with you. <laughs> extra, extra. If travel writers are dorks who don't want to go to happy. We're hour. really putting exactly. the travel industry on blast on this show. Take that. Take that travel industry. Uh, well, send me some fucking lucrative deals and I'll start talking good about you. I've received no lucrative there deals. There you go. From the travel industry. I'll travel to a distillery and we'll do a whole goddamn episode I there. I still pay for all my flights like yeah. an idiot. Man. Joel and I are fucking up. I know. God. <laughs> That's, I mean, you're living the dream. I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, being on Instagram as much as I am, follow me at Carl Hess and follow the pod at Yap Pod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. Nice. Um, yeah, pod. Being on there <laughs> as much as I am, I, I feel like I see so many people who are clearly like trying to do that food Instagram or thing. Oh, cool. You know, they're like building the following and they're, you know, it's like it's become like an industry. Yeah. No, it's a, it's huge. I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's like more significant almost than a restaurant's personal Instagram. These people that are like influencers That's crazy. of of all kinds of restaurants, it's more significant if they like location tag you or yes. if they like, or, or something, do something for you rather than like you posting content. Yeah. yeah. And they get questions answered too. You know, they're like, well, I don't know. How much was it? Or is it available, you know, on only at brunch? <laughs> Can you get it on the third crescent moon of the year? Instagram is so powerful. I think, uh, I mean, we're obviously living in a time when a, a well-placed Instagram post is more important than traditional advertising. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It's the, the facade of authenticity, <laughs> if I could say. Right. <laughs> ah, the facade of authenticity. <laughs> it's true, because then you feel like you're getting I, it from your friend instead you of a commercial. Because you can buy followers. I think, I think that's the tagline for El Pollo Loco. It's El Pollo Loco, the facade <laughs> of authenticity. Come get, quote unquote, beans are and these, quote unquote, Are rice. these real grill marks, or did we right. spray this on? You I'm have convinced no that they draw them on with permanent markers. Dude, El Pollo Loco, Loco is good. Let's not okay. needlessly shit like, on El so, Pollo Loco. Okay. This is, this is how you make El Pollo Loco chicken. I figured it out. Okay, folks. Okay. He's going to lay it out. Chef secret. This. So, what I believe that they do, I can't say for certain. I, didn't, I never went this in with a 10 gallon hat. Don't have confirmation. Never went in this. with a 10 gallon hat and a camera inside of it to check out, the, <laughs> check out the, the scene. But what I'm pretty sure they do to get that bright yellow color and to get that extra chickeny, salty flavor is just take chicken bouillon and add water to it and make it into like a slurry like, or a marinade mm, and marinate slurry. the chicken with chicken and salt. Whoa. Which gets that bright yellow color. Have you ever tried doing wow. it? I have tried You're doing right. it. And? My my daughter 
loves El Pollo Loco chicken. I used to work at this restaurant years and years and years ago, and she wanted it, and I was like, Joel used to work at El Pollo Loco, folks. Oh, God. It's all coming out. I, no, I did, shameful I, I, did, I did work at a McDonald's. I had it last when week. Was, when I was 15 and a half. That was my... <laughs> and it was good, right? I had it. I mean, I had it like a few weeks ago with my daughter, and it's like not... I mean, the chick... It's like really... It's salty, but chickeny, and like yeah. not... It's not It's better bad. than like fast food, I would say. I mean, I, it's, I, still, I put, it's, it's still... It's still technically food, fast food. I mean, it's just a, it's just a different business model of okay so food. you tried the bouillon marinade I, I tried the bouillon, bouillon marinade and it tasted fucking delicious and it tasted exactly like el pollo loco and now i'm convinced that i've discovered the secret to life maybe <laughs> maybe maybe to life yeah the man. secret to life is being able to make amazingly juicy chicken that tastes more, more chicken than, than regular ever. chicken i just imagine if i just like marinated myself in it yeah i would be delicious can you do a special of the wallace chicken marinated chicken um i could well, look, you have the taco that emulates Jack in the Box. Why not the chicken that emulates El Pollo Loco? Oh, because I don't want to be known as that guy you're that the, takes you're fast, the food fast food things and makes them guy. Yeah. Why not? I'll totally pitch that story. There you go. Maybe you're the fast food imitator guy <laughs> now, Joel. You're that chef. I'm just gonna. He, he uh, painstakingly recreates the taste you love from fast food in an elevated chef-driven environment. I'm just gonna open up a shitty place called like real fast food and it'll just be like a just a sign <laughs> and like a guy you and like should. another guy cooking just be like what do you want you want El Pollo Loco you want McDonald's or Burger King I got it all Dude, I got your, all of it back your there. fast casual concept is just a place where you can get better versions of fast True. food staples for like a dollar more <laughs> dude those tacos are good the, the tacos are great folks go to the walls and eat those tacos because those are fantastic yeah, tacos. thanks that's yeah. Thanks. Think about adding yeah. the chicken. You're not going to try to be modest. <laughs> I mean, no. They are just, so good, though. No, they are. I mean, oh, that, but that, what do we want me to say? It's like, they are good. They are because, good. Like, they, Completely. They're, they're, they're good. They're Joel deep, hates bragging. Deep fried, He's very modest. It's deep fried meat with cheese. Exactly. Right. It's like, how's that going to be And hot sauce. I mean, how, how are you going to fuck it up? That's yeah, true. I mean, I'm sure people do. That's true. And especially since my first exposure to Jack in the Box was coming here. Oh, yeah? You know, it just takes me Me back. too. When right? I first moved here from the East Coast, also to go to school, I was like, Del Taco, Jack in the Box, exactly. new fast in and food. out, exactly. In and out, yes, but there wasn't an In and Out near me. Right. So, but there was a there was what, a, a USC. Yeah, there wasn't one like really? around, mm. oh. but there was a Del Taco right where I live, and a Subway, and it was open late, and it would be like yeah. the party scene where everyone's fucked. Up. Like I went to Del Taco so much. You know, you know those late it. night parties at Del Taco used to go to in college. Oh, Ragers, yeah. like Ragers. oh my god, oh my totally. god, totally. Well, you go in there at one a.m. and it's like everyone's hammered, so you're just hey, the party just moves. Give to me fucking forty Del Taco. cups worth of crisp cut fries. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I need them. So many, so many wasted nights, literally. In, in a, I remember in when Del I was Taco. when I was much younger. The go-to move for me at Del Taco was a beef burrito, all beef. Oh yeah, it was just beef. Like I would not get anything. Not else even in beans it. or straight not, beef. I would say beef burrito. Yeah, Be- beef burrito hold everything but the beef. I was like seventeen. You're just getting a beef roll, pretty much. It's just a it's just a fucking piece just, of bread filled with just, chili. Just full of fucking just this like loose meat and you just like eat it and it just like falls out everywhere. This is very, very disgusting. Speaking of college food, um, do you remember the first meal you had in LA that like oh, that blew you away? You know what? As I a, think as it was a young, Baja Fresh. <laughs> I used to I used that to fucking love Baja Oh my Fresh. god. I'm I used serious. to love Baja Fresh too. You know what I mean? With the guac inside? Yeah. 
Their rice is actually pretty. What's up? Like, right. I, I actually do really. I'm like pretty that sure rice. it was the one in Westwood because you know they're like, you, ever, fresh. you go to Didi Reese. Yeah, all the time. Oh my oh, yeah. god, Didi Reese oh, for our non-LA listeners is a so story cheap. cookie institution. Is it like 150 for a? It's 150 for a cookie sandwich. A sandwich. Oh, two, the two, longest two, I've ever waited in line for a cookie. Two Snickerdoodles and vanilla. Oh yeah, transcendent. Can't it's unbelievable. Awesome. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. I gotta go back now. I had the same experience. I've been there in like eight years. Yeah, it's been so long. I'm sure, like me. Moving from a place that didn't have any good Mexican food right. to like Mexican food paradise, Completely. it's pretty jarring. It is. Because like growing up, I literally, the only Mexican food I ever had was like Taco Bell. Oh, right. Like it's not like I like ate at a fucking taco truck in Philadelphia. Or, yeah. Like, Same I here. never even had real Mexican food. It was completely Taco Bell. And my, my mom is a big fan of Chalupas. And she loves Chalupas. <laughs> She's like this well, Chalupas are lady. Chalupas are delicious. Let's, you know? Yeah, no, it was basically Taco Bell, or it was like the taco bowl at the Greek restaurant. Right. <laughs> we would go to like come, come to Alessandro's. We have taco bowls. <laughs> yeah. You'll get peanuts love edible bowls. What an interesting culture. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, coming to LA, it was like obviously you know when you're an idiot college student, I ate at mm. you know Del Taco a yeah. lot or whatever. But I mean, I remember going to like a, a legit taco truck for the first time and being yeah. like, oh. Holy shit! Like this, this changes everything. It does change everything. Like the like I grew up in Los Angeles, but yeah. my first experience with food with Mexican food was Taco Bell still too. Right. And I was very picky, and my family was like, you know, they didn't they're not good cooks, and they, we ate fast food a lot. And yeah, I think the first time was I was in like my in high school like, and the and I had like a carne asada taco, and I was like, right? two, I was like. Two tortillas? What? What, what is going on? This man, there Which, must be some this, mistake. Did this, this manage? Did they fuck up? Did they give me two <laughs> that tortillas? That two tortilla <laughs> thing? Yeah. And, then it, and, and we get it and it would be like, oh, and they give you chips and salsa for free. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just get this? Yeah. Like, you just give them to me? Yeah. I felt like I knew something. I was running a racket but getting extra tortillas. Were you a teenager yes. at the time or was this? I was like 16, 17, okay. something like that. El Taco yeah, that's Yama. the time when you discover your El body. Taco, El Taco you Yama. discover street tacos. <laughs> You discover a lot of things. It's so weird to think that I discovered sexuality before I discovered <laughs> actual, actual tacos growing up in Los Angeles. It's like, oh, my penis. And it's like, huh. And then 10 years later, it's like, well, man, tacos know, are great, aren't they? Your penis right? is right there. It's it like is. tacos, you got to go find them. Like sexuality, that's just hanging out. It's, just, it's right there for you. You yeah. look at it every day. And you're just like, huh, I wonder what that thing does. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing you're here to temper this with your feminine energy because this is getting this is getting dick heavy and we need to we need to steer away. Uh, I'm still honored, still the, honored the at, at this point. Genitals. What do they really do? At this point, I'm still honored. That is funny though, like just like the idea that you discover your own sexuality before you discover great food. It, it probably happens to a lot of people because like it unless does. you grow up eating great food, like yeah, you know, I mean like I always loved eating, but I. I ate like shit in college. Like I ate Subway all the time. Oh, I ate Panda Express all the oh, time. Instant ramen. Well, it's a budget thing too. You, I mean, it is well, a budget yeah, thing. You, just, you go somewhere like yeah. what? Because back then, like when I went to college, that right. was when the popularization of the one dollar value meal yes. became like this huge sensation. Where all of a sudden it was like every fast food place had a dollar and under menu, yes. and that shit became like my home base. Yeah. Every time I went and got fast food, when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, a ton of weight. But I would just get be like, oh sweet, right. for three dollars I can get like six tacos. I'd be a fool not <laughs> right? to buy. It. I know. How it, do I lose? It just makes financial sense. It makes financial sense, but man, my heart is just really hurting right now. It right. sucks. It's funny that you had your that your food awakening was at Baja Fresh. Baja, you know what it was? <laughs> not that Baja Fresh it's is like, bad. It's because it's guacamole and just the pure fact of California avocados. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you so know, it's so good. Avocados in the Midwest just 
You know? Not yeah. the same. Not the same. I, well, I, we I, get them from you. I mean, from here, but everybody or, makes fun of LA for putting avocado and everything. It's like, yeah, duh. it makes everything better. Like, right? It's vegetable butter. It's like, why are you putting avocado on that? I'd be like, why don't you mind your fucking business, dude? Why don't you <laughs> shut your? Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? I've seen Joel. I've seen Joel accost strangers who questioned his avocado. <laughs> my, my move is a sleeper hold. I like I like letting them know who's boss. Shut the fuck up. Right. Waking up like disoriented. Like I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have talked bad about avocados in California. Exactly. It That's is. It cool. is vegetable butter though. It, it is. is it's got a high butter. fat content. Yeah. It's creamy. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. I mean, it's not, but it's beautiful too. Like beautiful, a, a beautiful, yes. vibrant green color. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like to me, that's so California. It's amazing. It's and everyone's like, oh, like avocado toast. You're paying seven dollars for toast. It's like, yeah, if it's fucking good, I will. Like, I'm yeah, not. But, an, you, but you've I seen don't, avocado toast for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, seven dollars is cheap. Seven, yeah, seven dollars. <laughs> that's like a. That is like holy shit. Yeah. Buy that toast immediately. Exactly. I don't eat avocado toast a lot, but I also get why it's so popular. You don't get. I do get. Oh, you do get. I mean, I get it. I mean, who doesn't like bread and who doesn't like avocado? And then you throw salt and some kind of acid on it. Of course, it's going to be done like chili flakes. Exactly. Because like on the apps, you have like avocado toast. And then later down on the menu, you got to have your octopus. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love octopus. And Brussels sprouts somewhere (laughs) in between that. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I I will order octopus at every, every opportunity I get. It's one of my favorite things. I used to, because I do legitimately, like my first experience with octopus was Mm -hmm. when I would get like taco, like at. Yeah, at, like for sushi, like and, Ooh, it, and yeah. it's di- much different than the braised so octopus. It's it's chewy and kind of almost has like this thick turkey kind of flavor to it to me. <laughs> turkey, yeah, it kind of tastes like turkey. I don't get turkey I at all. Have, I, 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 He's I a professional chef, folks. <laughs> but it's, but not okay. And when I say turkey, you I don't mean, mean like, like stringy. You, I don't mean like if you roast your own. You turkey. Know, you I mean put like gravy butterball, hormel, like thick turkey. Right. Yeah, not not like oh, I got a turkey breast and I brined it, it and roasted sleepy, it. Makes you sleepy, like turkey. You know, octopus. but it's like so like the first time I got it was like right. so chewy. So the first time exactly. I had braised octopus, like braised and grilled or braised and fried, that was like mind blowing for me because it was just a different way of experiencing this thing. That I not necessarily love, but I liked enough to yeah. order it, and and I had it with such regularity. And you see it on all the menus. Yeah. And now I'm just like, uh, I don't totally. know. I don't know how much octopus and potato I can eat anymore. Right. Well, I mean, you're I'm, not that curious. Yeah, not really. What what a. Uh, I mean, avocado toast is probably kind of played out at this point. All toasts are played out at this point. Yeah. But that's what the thing. There's, there's, there's still everywhere, you though. I mean, you it's see. It's like t- how flatbreads were like, what was that, like five years ago? Everybody loves flatbreads. There's, there's still, still places that are holding on <laughs> to, for dear life to flatbreads. <laughs> flatbreads. Yes, 100%. What is something that, as a Instagrammer, food professional, that you're just sick of? Just a trend that oh, you're man. done with? That's hard. Because because you're gonna have to talk shit on some people. It's always changing. Um, I used to be like annoyed at how everything would just come out at once. Like you mean like when everyone started doing small plates. You know, nobody like you would tell them what you want. The servers or the kitchen wouldn't pace it out. Yeah, yeah. Start and they'd be like, oh, and they start you with like steak, and then they work, and you get like your like asparagus. Exactly. And you're just like, this is this is all. And then like all the food gets cold. Or whatever. Or not all the food, but something has to get cold. See, there's some people, though, who are like, oh, just send it all at once. And they just don't mind it sitting That's there. True. It's, it's, it's like it's like eating right. a family meal. Like, you right. just sit down with your parents. And that it's like, sense. well, everybody comes things that comes in at once. And I get to pick and choose. And if it gets cold, it gets cold. And I think ideally, the ideal small plate situation, in my mind, is yeah. everything's there at once. But everyone's kind of picking different pieces off right. plates and sharing. So it doesn't get cold. It's, it's, everyone eats it. 
Right. But it's like you're the whole point of small place is you're eating a bunch of different stuff Absolutely. at the same like, time. The way multiple I'm, different bites. The way I imagine eating small plates is like that scene in Hook with like all the Lost Boys and Rufio and they just yeah. like imagine all those plates of like colorful pastes. Right. And then like it's just like go and they're just all like grabbing for it right. and enjoying their lives. That's how I would want to eat. <laughs> Colorful <laughs> bowls of paste. Joel views most things through the lens of the Lost Boys. Uh, I try to. I really feel like it's like helped me out. Like my house, my home is just covered in ramps. Just like just like everywhere. If it's good enough for Rufio, <laughs> it's good, it's enough, good enough, for enough for me, it's good enough for me. You should see my trihonk right now. It is red at the tips. <laughs> oh, jeez. It is under, underneath here. I have do you have a Lost Boys tip. tattoo? I do not. I don't, uh, I, I'm not a, I'm honestly not a big Peter Pan Hook yeah. Lost okay. Boys person. I, the Lost Boys I prefer is the one with Keeper Sutherland because those guys are vampires and that's awesome. And there's that sax guy. <laughs> yeah, way get more that aggressive. as a tattoo. Get th- now, now we know your next tat. Way more aggressive. <laughs> so wait, food trend. So okay. one food trend that I'm sick of yeah. is the unicorn everything. The, oh, the, the, <laughs> the oh. multi rainbow nonsense unicorn hate whatever. Folks. That Completely. is just like. Unicorn grilled cheese and unicorn. Is it because no, you have horrible. a unicorn tattoo? I think it's disrespectful to unicorns. And <laughs> unicorns have been co-opted they are, now. They are magical creatures, and we are just using them. Right. I'm imagining that they're using unicorn blood to color all these things. Right. Because unicorn blood is is seven seven different colors, like also, rainbow. Yeah. Also, yeah. I have a nephew who has a deathly like serious reaction to any sort of food coloring. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, now I'm like, well, that affects me. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's what I mean, because you used to have cancer. So, oh. yeah, like, you know, after like recovering. Yeah. Then the, First you, you get cancer, it, then you can't eat a unicorn you, frappuccino. And then you exactly. taste color. Brutal. Exactly. But Brutal. coloring is totally poison. That's, that's, that's so, that's so it's crazy. It's completely poison. See, I don't understand that because I feel like I want something that's rooted in the taste. Like yeah. the visual thing, like, yeah, it looks, okay, it's purple or whatever. But like, it doesn't taste any better. But so no, why would but I care? Thing, some people Wait. use food coloring to accent the colors of certain things that they make. So to make something that yes. might be a little bit muted green, to make it that perfect, like, like not necessarily vibrant, but just to kind of like amp it up a little bit to give it a little bit more yeah. like depth of like If I want to amp something up, I'm going to soak it in chicken bouillon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, so you're saying that the food coloring can affect the flavor. The food color, I mean, I haven't tasted, because I've known people who use food coloring in certain things in their restaurants just to kind of help. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, actually a kind of a well-known trick in lots of restaurants, yeah. Yeah. Um, even high, very high-end restaurants Completely. they use to accent colors, which I don't have a moral obligation against. There are some people who do. Yeah. Some people are like, it needs to be absolutely 100% natural. Purists. So to speak, I would, I would, I would Fundamentalists. say. Fundamentalists. Eh, I don't know. Fundamentalists. Like, it's people who, dis- it's just like people who want to live that life. Like, Extremists. If you, listen, if you want to live like your life according to the Church of Religious Science and never see a doctor, go ahead. Oh my God. But like, you mean, I'm not going to live that science. way. That's or Church of Christian Science or whatever. Horrible. I'm not Joel, you way. know we have a huge Christian scientist listener base. Please don't alienate them. <laughs> oh, we need no. those clicks. We need those listens, Joel. Th- them and the Amish are like one, two for how often. <laughs> Amish don't I, fuck with podcasts. Yeah, Christian scientists love podcasts. Amish don't fuck with podcasts. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Who knows? No other food trends that like piss you off. Um, the, the toast thing pisses me off. The toast thing pisses you off. Yeah. What other food trend? You know, um... I mean, hot chicken is very hot right now, but I also I love, love hot, hot chicken, chicken though, so and like I have a really high heat chicken. tolerance. So it's like, bring it on. You have a high heat tolerance? Oh yeah. god! Yeah. Joel and I just had the chili toriados <gasps> taco at Guisados this afternoon. Have you had oh, that? Oh yeah! It is fucking. Today rude. was the roughest. That, that will that will actually annihilate me. Though. That that, that oh ruins lives. It, 
it hurt us today. Yeah. We shared it. Joel and I love guisados, right. which for our non-LA listeners is a uh, is a taco operation with stewed meats and handmade corn tortillas, which are fantastic. Yes. Which are but they have free. a taco called the Chili Torreados. Did we already talk about this? On we, I think we have. I think it's because we always go because guisados is literally down the street. Yeah, from it's so easy. What's yeah. the hottest hot chicken that you fucked with? Um, Howland Rays. Yeah, Howland Rays. I mean, if you get the Howland... It's not, it's no joke. I've not all. gotten the Holland. I haven't really fucked with the heat thing. Mm. You know? I got the hot chicken sandwich and Ray, uh, John, uh, Johnny, um, yeah. gave us, I went with another, another guy right. and he gave us just like two wings, yeah. Howland wings to try. Yeah, yeah, I took yeah. a bite and I was like upset with my, my life choices. <laughs> like literally <laughs> I took a bite regret. and my, and my life flashed before my eyes and I was like, I'm never going to see my mom again. <laughs> Like I'm never, I'm never gonna tell Holy my dad shit, he, that's that, that, I, that I love him anymore. It's like mushrooms. That's like, I should call my family. It was that put a point where I was just like, I like I understand why it's done because right. there are certain people who are like, fuck it, like fuck me up. Right. But like, like you don't gotta be that mean to people. Like, take it easy, bro. It, like yeah. that, I got they have like so many different levels. It's like seven or eight yeah. different levels, and I got yeah. hot and there's hot, extra hot, and then howling. Yeah. And even the hot was with even with slaw and yeah. sauce and bread and the chicken. It was just still. Totally. It was still so hot. What's the hottest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, well, I was at Hattie B's in okay. uh, Tennessee in, in, in Nashville, in Nashville, and I got I got the second out of four. Okay. So how hot was it? That was pretty. I mean, it was actually delicious. It was. Done. That's the thing. As long as the heat is complementing the flavor, yeah. then I'm all for it. If yeah. You're to the point where you're like in pain. You can't there's, taste anything. There's only so much masochism you can, <laughs> you know, inflict on yourself before the enjoyment stops. That's true. <laughs> That's true, and that's just a that's, that's a life. That's just a life, that's just a life <laughs> that's just, lesson. That's just folks. across the board. Yeah, you can just apply that to anything. <laughs> if you're a masochist out there, <laughs> right. this show is for you. Like, Do people who like like sexual like sadism and masochism like really spicy food because it hurts? Yeah, that's a good question. Like if you're sexually aroused by being hurt, are you like give me that fucking level four sandwich? Let's let's go to the phones. I'm gonna be so aroused. <laughs> We're gonna take some calls from uh, the food. lines are not not flashing. <laughs> if you're a food masochist, please call in. Five five five, two four. Well, think about it. Like, if if sexually you like getting like a cigarette put out on you, yeah, wouldn't eating a level four Hattie B sandwich like be putting a cigarette out in your mouth? Yeah, serious. So maybe they're just eating spicy shit and have a huge bone. I feel like you like getting cigarettes put out on you now. I never since, have, since but you, I, I saw actually, it happen to Paul Giamatti and put out on me once. It was by a male, and he put it out on my forehead. He was a dick. Oh, that's a dick. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was a dick move. <laughs> During sex? Uh, no, because I, I mean. <laughs> no It was after sex But when he Put the cigarette On my forehead I definitely felt Like I got fucked Yeah <laughs> Like that was, was not Was it fun. like in nice. a bar It was, it was at a place uh, Called Das Bauhaus It was this like Place where like These artists And like Whatever lived I used to I lived there Very briefly Okay Total Bauhaus um, When I was like 24 23 It was a long time ago Just a lot of creative types Putting out cigarettes On each other Playing ping pong And drinking Tons of Michelob Ultra. Okay, as as you oh, do, as one tasty. does. As, I mean, tasty. Michelob Ultra and Zima. Dude, that's not? right, Zima. Dude, Zima is that's, so bad. That's uh, so gross. I think it's, it's time so for like gross. a Zima resurgence. They still have it, and Wait. still Smirnoff Ice is Zima. Smirnoff it Ice is. was huge, pr- pretty much. It is, but Smirnoff Ice isn't as cool to say as Zima. Like yeah, when exactly. You, right. So it's like, there's. I feel like there's this built-in like connotation. If you're just like, I'll have a Zima, and they're like, Oh my goodness, that guy has so many scarves at home. Like. Jesus Christ, where are your glasses? Zima's like the uncle who like always has too much and like says something sexual and like ruins Thanksgiving. I don't know. I feel I feel like Zima's a little bit more pretentious. Yeah. Mm. It's like, hi, I'm Zima and you guys are all garbage. 
That's true. That's how the commercials made you feel. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was their slogan. <laughs> like you'd be like, drink Zima because we're just better than everyone. Else. If you're not garbage. Can you get Zima now? Oh, not what? in America. I think, I think you still can. Maybe I don't. I haven't seen America. One of my friends just was in Japan, okay. and he posted a picture of him drinking a Zima. Right. So you can for sure get it there because he was at a bar. Okay. Uh, Damn. But I have not seen it around here. I haven't Wait, seen yeah. it in stores. Maybe or that's anything. the food trend. For Zima. 2018, bringing, the, bringing it back. back. Oh my god, steak with a Zima reduction. Zima oh toast, geez. magnifique. Oh no, <laughs> Zima reduction. <laughs> oh no, Zima reduction. What about a Zima, Zima slushy? I had a rose slushy the other day. What about a Zima slushy? I mean, you mm. could do that, but like, I think you need to remind people what Zima tasted like. First. I don't even know. <laughs> I sprite with alcohol. I don't remember. Right. I, I mean, I've I had one when I was really young, when I was like 22. Yeah. And I just remember it tasting like sugar water. Okay. And like maybe with a backing of something that's yeah. maybe alcohol. How much alcohol was there? I think there's like four and a half percent, maybe five percent. Oh. I mean, like, I, I'm fairly certain that most of those drinks are around that. Exactly. That like beer, that like lower like alcohol uh, yeah, percentage beer names. level. But we're gonna go find coolers. some Zima tonight. We have a we have an episode where we just like Crush just like an fuckers. entire table full of Zima and everyone has to drink it. It'd until be you throw funny up. if it was like the Gross. guests come in and like. We're just like, we don't make a big deal out of it. We're just like, oh, yeah, we got like water and Zima, Zima if just you like, want. If you want a Zima, we yeah, don't if you even want bring Zima, it up. If you don't again. want a Zima, you can not have a Zima. But if you right. want the Zima, you can it have a really Zima. It's really fun to be on their podcast, but they kept trying to get me to drink Zima. It's like, we bought yeah, 40 K. We, we have shares in Zima. We need to really get rid of this shit. We're the last um, two investors on the planet. Oh, I can think of a food trend I don't like. Okay. Talk that some shit. I, I thought like the truffle oil thing has died, but yeah. it, it hasn't. What? It, hasn't? it still exists? Yeah. I feel like that was like five years ago. Where? That's what I mean. Where do well, you... I was, I don't know. Truffle fries? Uh-oh. Truffle mac and cheese? She's truffle but anything. I, have, I also like. Let's have, put some people on blast. Yeah. You know, also like. This, this podcast with people is all about I haven't dined shit, with so. before, and they'll like be all about it. And I'm like, oh no, I think of different. I think differently of you now. Right. <laughs> it's, when it was when all I, those travel writers, like, you don't know shit about food, travel monkey. Mm, oh, this this truffle oil oh, is great. Truffle oil, like, no. so rich. I, I like think it died, but Fucking then it amateurs. reappears. You want to put it's some weird. CK1 in your French fries next time too? Yeah. I think Gross. like a lot of things, it's like a status thing. You know, it's like truffle yeah. has the connotation of like yeah. expensive or the exclusive. veneer of it. But it's yeah, it's but it's like not a status thing because it's like shit, it's not even shitty. real. It's like not even real, and it's like it has like it's petroleum. The actual taste of a truffle, even a bad truffle, compared to uh, the taste of a good truffle oil. Is just like even even that is so astronomically different. Yeah. Yeah. Truffle. I can't believe it's still around. I know. We. I feel like Where? we need to go to these establishments and right. just and just say no. Right. Stop it. Like on fries. Speaking of happy hour, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, They're still on fries uh, everywhere. Uh, get that's it so out. Weird. It's weird. I remember. I have to take an extra big <laughs> swig of my Zima to get the taste out of my mouth. Oh, that's so truffle. When we worked at a supper club, Carl and I worked at a supper club together oh, yeah. like nine years mm-hmm. ago back in the day, and we had truffle fries. Oh, of course. At a douchey supper. That was club. where. That was when. <laughs> Everything was called a supper club, a and supper everything club. had truffle. They called sup- they called it a supper club. They, oh, they called it a supper oh, club. They, they did, but it was ba- it was more just like a big it was open just area a, to drink it was and more do just cocaine. A dance club, but they had truffle oil fries. So that's supper, right? I mean, yeah, truffle oil right. fries and uh, ahi tuna tartar sliders. Those were so oh. good. those were so gross. Oh. Those were so those good. Those were so gross. Shoot. Joel let me sneak into the kitchen and steal them all the time. Yeah, I was I, I, I was I was really I was really a stickler back then too. You're just like, <laughs> right. I have some stuff and I was like, sure, I'm not sure, doing Sure, I don't give a fuck. All these people are drinking out there. And the pokeballs. <laughs> okay, I see. Now, oh. I, now I love pokeballs. I think they're tasty. It's just too much. I was too just in Hawaii much. for the first time and I had like good real. real poke um on Oahu and I was like, 
oh, I could eat this every fucking day. Like, yes. I, I loved it. Yes. And there's a lot of bad poke. The best way that we name, got it name, wasn't names. even bold. <laughs> That's the thing. You know what? The, the, like, poke now is like, like frozen yogurt was five years ago. Fro- pe- yeah. People yeah. are just Pink opening berry. fucking poke it's places. Everywhere. And like, a lot of them are like, everywhere. this is terrible. It's they have like terrible. really bad names. It's like, oh my poke. And you're like, this is <laughs> it's the same terrible. thing with the yeah. Where it would be like, Froyo yeah. Lomo or like something so like <laughs> Froyo I heart, Mama. I heart Froyo or like something so dumb. And, and like all the Froyo places look exactly the same. You like walk in and it's just like yeah. sterile white walls. Right. And you're just like get huh, Froyo FOMO. Yeah. Don't miss out on our Froyo. Just like Poke is the new Froyo. Yeah, basically. So it's just like it's that boom and then everyone opens it. Yeah. And then the shitty ones slowly fall away. Do you remember the first poke shop to, like the like of the newer poke no, shops to I open don't. up? Was it, it just all was happened it at once. What, what, yeah. What well, it? I think it was like Sweet Thin's good Sweet Thin though. popularized it more yeah. so than anything Sweet else. Sweet Thin's good. Yeah. Mainland, I think Mainland or Sweetland. Yeah. I mean, those are like the most pro, you know, prolific right. chain launching franchises. There you go. Or whatever. She's a food professional, folks. So only yeah. go to those two. If you see any other poke oh, no. shop, <laughs> yeah, Esther, she says no. Actually, I got to give a shout no. out to you Ohana know, Poke Company in Ohana. Silver Lake, which is really good. You know what I really love is Tiki Fish on Overland. Oh, shout out to Perry. Yeah. Shout out to Perry Chung. I've What's never up, been. Perry? I got to go. I love Forage. Yeah. I love, I love Forage, I love, I love Forage. I love that place. I love Perry in general. Can yeah, we just talk too. about Perry? Perry's amazing. Let's Perry talk about Perry. Great. Perry is a great man. He's I love smart. Perry. Let's he's get him on the pod. We, yeah. I, he, he's always like moving around though. He's in Mexico right exactly. now or something. He's like, he goes up to San Francisco. He goes like, oh, I'm just traveling. I'm just doing this. It's like, oh, that's cool. Oh, wait. Basically. Speaking of Mexico, no you were just in Tulum. Or no, it I wasn't was Tulum. in uh, Playa del Carmen, which is an hour or 45 minutes north of Tulum. Right. So it wasn't quite in Tulum. Okay. In between Cabo and. So you didn't yeah. get to go to, yeah. to Noma. Noma. You didn't get to drop six hundred dollars on. I did not get to. Go to Tell us about your Mexico experience. Um. So, but I, I ate a meal um, that was prepared from the same farm at which Noma sources their vegetables. In your face, Red Zeppi. Uh, <laughs> I went behind your back. I went You're to your right. supplier. Right, but I mean, you know, it was family style, wasn't it? Tasting menu. But I bet it was fucking great. It was great, and we um, seafood we centric. Went with the, actually, no, oh, um, wow. very um, vegetable centric. Cool. So, like, That's there's awesome. this vegetable down there called chaya. It's great. The chayotes. Yes. Yeah. Or there's achayotes. It's different though. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just, it's just, I mean, I, I got to have like mame again and I missed mame, which is a what fruit. What is mame? It's a fruit we don't get up here and it's like got an orange flesh and it looks maybe like an avocado on the outside, but it's orange inside. Out it's here eating pit. fruits I've never even heard of yeah. living that food God. writer life. Yeah. It's great. Uh, how, how are your apples? Carl, God damn it! Bananas, uh. normal fruits, like an idiot, <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. We got to go with the chef to forage for these, you know, vegetables, and then he prepared them. We had mezcal cocktails Ugh. in the in the jungle. So the farm was in the jungle, and then the meal was prepared. You're making this food writer life sound so good. <laughs> yeah. tell, tell us a story of yeah. struggle. Yeah. Of, yeah. Tell, of, like tell us how. Story. Tell us about the bad years, the dark years, right? I mean, this is all glamour. What are like the worst experiences you've had as as a writer? Oh man, I mean, like just like coming across like really bad. Say something on the podcast that'll make people who are be like, "I'm gonna be an Instagram food person." Think twice, because I feel like we haven't. Right? Maybe I think it's like when when people try too hard or above their level, right? 
I don't know. Above level is like the right way to say it, but kind of like leave it to the professionals. It's like amateurs. A, above a level is a relative term because like how do you know what their right. level? Is? I mean, it's like if you went to like right the corporate branch of Burger King and some guy was making like foie gras, <laughs> you're like, this seems weird. Right. Instagram Completely. or just trying to be not like who they are. Right. I Instagram is like the wild re- like the that. wild west right now, and anything goes. Instagram's like the froyo and poke bowls of <laughs> of social media apps. It's just like, hey, we're, everyone's opening one, everyone's doing it. Yeah. But there's do, a lot of shitty content. What if we combine froyo and poke? Oh, gross. so like a base of Fro-kay? yogurt. So hear me out. A base of yogurt <laughs> <laughs> with a little rice and some f- raw fish on top of and it. Some yuzu <laughs> and I, sesame seeds. <laughs> If it was like a savory yogurt, I actually think that could work really well. Ponzu. (laughs) If it was like a savory yogurt? Savory yogurt. That could work. A rice yogurt? A rice-based yogurt? Rice-based Savory rice. We come up with so many good... So it's like porridge then. It's just like... Everybody loves porridge porridge. now. Rice porridge is huge now. I love porridge. I actually did a roundup for eater on porridges around town that I need to update, but... What's the top... Give us your top porridge. Oh, man. What's the top LA porridge? Shoot. We're checking in on the, the where's, porridge where's report. Where's, We're where's, here. Where's, where's, where's Goldilocks going on her day off? Porridge and puffs at Smorgasburg. You can find her. Damn. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've, yeah. I've heard her that. Top that porridge never, I haven't She's been to like legit. Yet. Would you consider becoming a roving porridge correspondent for yelling about that day? <laughs> I love porridge. Sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sure. It's like checking We're in, just with, checking Esther. in with Esther Completely. on the porridge report. You're like, I'm down here at Smorgasburg. Yes. You hear like a. You hear a helicopter in the background. It's a really good porridge, folks. And I'm eating rice. (laughs) (laughs) Watery rice. Um, Well, we're we're coming to the end of the app here. Do you want to make any food trend predictions for the future? So in 2018, when something pops off, we can be like, uh, go to the episode with Esther and she called this. Damn. You got your finger on the pulse. It could be anything. A frog leg tostadas. Well, I think continuing on the whole fermentation thing, yeah. we got a lot of kombucha, okay. like just going everywhere. Yeah, we got a the lot future, of fermentation. The future is female, and the future <laughs> is fermentation. 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 So when a female chef opens up a barus type fermentation forward restaurant, she's gonna just right. She's gonna kill the game. Basically. I would hope so. I hope so. I, I fucking hope so. Well, she's gonna have me and Joel's savory poke bowl. <laughs> with with yogurt like restaurant to compete with, so good I luck, lady. You can't think about it anymore. I've just, we have just ruined poke for most people. Okay, we've come up with some really good concepts, food restaurant concepts on the show. They they can't all be gold. We're gonna I, have some misses. I, I, they can't I, all be fucking. I actually home think we only we only chili have fried come pizza out with, with good with one good one. No chili was, fried pizza with another one with Ted. Chili fried pizza with Ted. That was chili definitely. Chili fried pizza. Chili yeah. fries on pizza. Oh, chili, chili fries on pizza. But to make pizza. it like, but like you make it more stable, I would say. Right. You couldn't, because you couldn't do like marinara as a base. You'd have to put the chili as a base. Well, what, wait, then wait. cheese. Think about this. Then fries think on about top this. of it. Savory yogurt. Mm. <laughs> savory yogurt. That happens. Okay, no? folks. The big trend <laughs> for 2018. You heard Sa- it here first. Savory yogurt. Savory yogurt. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. Like, Esther a made duck the call. yogurt. <laughs> Esther. Esther got on here and was like, "Folks, it's all about savory it's yogurt." Gonna be, it's gonna be Esther's savory yogurt emporium and poke bowl, <laughs> fucking magnificent explosion. Well, yes. thank you so much for joining us, and I feel really good that, that we have our porridge con- correspondent locked in, because yeah. that's what we were lacking. I was like, this podcast is good, but if we're going to take it to the next porridge. level, we yeah. need a fucking solid cor- porridge correspondent. most things would be better with porridge added to it. Okay. <laughs> we got to go to that place at Smorgasburg. We do, yeah. A porridge and puffs? What's it called? Porridge, porridge and, and puffs. puffs. Porridge and puffs. Shout out to porridge and puffs. 
Esther, thank you so much for joining thank us. You so thank much. you so Follow much. Follow Esther on Twitter and Instagram. That's E S T A R L A. Esther L A. And uh, just all those sweet, sweet porridge pics will just come flowing into your feed. Follow me. And you'll be on top of the game. <laughs> Follow me and Joel and also the pod, Yap Pod, Y A P P O D. And yep. uh, enjoy your Vivaldi. Enjoy your Vivaldi. We'll enjoy see you guys Vivaldi. next week.